Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is the Talking Tactics Podcast. My name is Daniel. It's the Kid Half Hope. We do this podcast every Tuesday. Remember to follow us on, well, <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> uh, SoundCloud, all the Talking Tactics. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, subscribe. It's free. Leave us a five-star review, and we'll read it on the show. We'll read all the reviews next week that we get. So I know there's like at least one or two out there. So we'll read them next week. Um, if you're on Spotify, give us a follow if I didn't say that already. And if you want to help us, Subscribe to our Patreon page. We recorded something earlier today, so don't worry. Your extra is coming, and there's another one this week. So, all right, let's. We, we were going to start with England and be very Anglo-centric, but in the last two three minutes, Usman Dembele scored a winning goal for Barcelona, which takes them one point, I believe, behind Atletico Madrid, who are slowly hemorrhaging. So let's start there. With this Barca win, what's going on with Atletico? Now, in my mind, you can lose to Sevilla. It's just the results that have happened before that game don't give you as much leeway to lose to Sevilla as you once did. Like, if you drop points here, they're here, here, there. Then losing to Sevilla, it's not as forgivable. Yeah, no, no, no. You know, that's a funny thing. When you look back at the previous La Liga races, man, they're always actually pretty close. They always, they always come down to the last two, three games, and it's always like a two, three, four-point swing. Atletico Madrid have shown that these guys don't have a strong mentality, they don't have a strong character. And I think if they eventually do end up bottling this, I think this will fully affect them. And I think you, it's it begs the question of Diego Simeone. Is this guy as <laughs> um, good as people claim him to be. Because let's look at the record. Okay, wow, you won La Liga in 2014. Okay, wow, you won two Europa Leagues. But you also lost two Champions League finals, one of which you were 20 or 30 seconds away from winning, which you you should have. They're in such a bad situation right now because they are a team that their confidence has been shook. So right now, I can just tell what Simeone is telling the, the, the players. He's telling the players of like just win, just trying to win, just you know, just trying to win. So they're ex- so that's early season expression, freedom, playing their game, really just beating teams and just sort of confidence is completely gone now because you can tell that even I can't remember who they, they played in the previous game. In the previous game, Oblak had to make a save. <laughs> Another penalty save in the in the previous game. So you can tell that they are really struggling to get through these these games and all the momentum is with Barcelona. Because before I even get to Jao Felix, Simeone is the best paid manager, I think, in the world. And he's got like a six, seven-year contract. And this goes back to what we said in previous episodes, which is LS. 
loser syndrome. <laughs> and this acute LS that they have is if they end up bottling La Liga, they will not review the country they've given Simeone. Because they have acute LS, they'll be like, oh, no, it's unlucky. We'll just, we'll just go again. But at least we were really close. Oh, you know, we, at least we made two Champions League finals. There is zero, amb- like one of the key symptoms of acute LS is a lack of ambition. The lack of ambition that Atletico have is sad because I know how good Jao Felix is. This dude is good. And if you brought in a whole different manager with a whole different mindset, for instance, if they went with Sari, Sari comes in and is like, okay, give me two, three, four, five players. Maybe I, I could still freshen up your rent. I can, re- I can refine your rent. Felix is going to be the nucleus of my team and so forth. We're not going to play expansive, confidence passing for football with a stronger offensive character. And Let's Go could be a very good team. They could be a very good team because this was the season where Atletico should have won because Real Madrid are very dependent on Benzema and Barcelona had a very rough summer, hence why they had a very rough start based on just how messed up their summer was with Bartomeu, Messi and so forth. So this was a season where Atletico, if you had a strong team and a strong manager and a strong ethos, you keep winning, 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 keep your consistency and so forth and boom, you're away. Um, but of now, right now, like basically, it's it's all downhill now. It's all downhill now. Like there, the, there is no coming back. And Jao Felix, this guy needs to go to CAS, the Court of Arbitration for Sports. <laughs> and he's just tell this guy, look, I know I signed this seven-year thing, but I signed it under duress. I was drugged. I signed this thing without my prior knowledge. I am begging you, can I please find a way to get out of this stupid contract? Because you cannot chain me to to these LS merchants. <laughs> How many years does he have left? This is year two? Yeah, I, I think I think it's like a six or seven year contract. So yes. he's got like four or five years left to open his piece. Sign short term deals. Yes, it's, that way it's... you you bet on yourself, you give yourself the incentive to play better, and you keep power, basically. If you sign a seven year indentured servitude contract, like the club can do whatever they want with you. No, it's 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 <laughs> who's 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 ah the Ghanaian homie, in Yaki Williams. Oh, yeah. Nine-year contract? What? It makes no sense. His agent probably got a lot of money. So yeah. I, I I can give you a seven-year Yao Felix contract on a plate. And then the agent then has to talk to the player like, nah, it's actually a really good deal if you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, but no, basically, he needs, to, he needs to either sack his agents or take his agents to jail, man. All right, so I'm, I'm looking at the... Basically, bad Atletico results since February, basically. So they drew with Celta Vigo. They drew with Levante. <laughs> they, they, they lost to Levante. So they dropped you, five points to Levante. How do you draw with like, Levante, man? With, of three days, they dropped five points. And again, you can lose to Sevilla, but don't drop five points to Levante. I'm trying to think, who, who was it that they messed up with? It was Levante. In three days, they played them on the 17th and the 20th of February. A loss and a draw. Those are the five points that they're going to need probably by the end of this season. Because if Barca is going to keep winning, mm. and they're playing with basically no pressure, it's house money. Mm. Like Atletico are the ones with the pressure. Madrid and Barca, they were thought to were out of the title race. What? So we're here? Ah, if you had to guess who's going to take it, given that Madrid also won. I forgot who they played, but uh, Asensio, I know Asensio and, and uh, Benzema scored. Um, oh no! Yeah, I think they played A bar. I think I think it was A bar. Um, is it A bar or I bar? 
I think it's a. I, I've I've had it a bar. A bar. I've had it a bar a lot more than I bar. So yeah. So who do you think is gonna take it? You think Atletico can hold on? If I had my money, I'd put my money on Barcelona. I think this is Barca's, and, and it would be a nice good goodbye gift for for homeboy. So do you know what I realized about Zidane? He's the only person who can ruin his luck. I think in two thousand he should have won the Ballon d'Or, but then he headbutted somebody in uh, a Champions League game. I think against Hamburg. <laughs> and that ruined his chances because he got banned, right? Mm. Then Saudi Arabia, he gets a red card in 98, but obviously he comes back and his luck is his, his juju is fantastic against Brazil. 2006, we all know what happened. The only person who can ruin Zidane's juju is him. But here's the thing. He's not a player anymore. So really, he can't do too much overtly to ruin his own luck. If he was playing, he might be able to do something. That would then get Real Madrid into a bad position. But he's a coach. So his juju is kind of free to just express itself. And he's not going to step in the way of it by headbutting anyone or kicking out at someone or stamping. How can you bet against the guy? You, It's hard. You, it's, it's very difficult to do. <laughs> because he, he can't do anything to ruin it. Which has been his problem, at least as a player. Uh, for me, you still never know, man. You still never, never know, man. Because it's like for me, I feel that his his witchcraft is is normally in in the um, Champions League. Champions League. I, I've I've been trying to piece it. I've been trying to understand. Okay, how do I get this lucky? And I realized I can't. <laughs> like this is something special and unique to him. But I'm like, okay, is there anything he can do to ruin this? Well, not really. He's not going to headbutt a, a linesman. As a coach, he's in a perfect position where like his luck still affects things, but he can't ruin it really. The more Atletico fall, people are looking at at Barcelona. I'm like, uh, do you know who coaches that team? <laughs> have you have you seen his life story? <laughs> I don't. I, maybe maybe you can't bet again. I don't know. But obviously, as you say, no, okay, no, no, he, okay. He, who he, he can't who, who would you goal? put money on? Who would you put money on then? Madrid. Why? Because of Zidane. Yeah, I don't have any footballing reasons behind this. It's just like this guy never loses unless he wants, unless he makes himself lose. He never loses. I don't, I don't agree with that assessment, bro. <laughs> if, if we're looking at it from a footballing point of view, I think Barcelona are in the best standing because they have Messi, because they have found a system that works um, with the wing backs. Dembele seems to be in pretty good goal scoring form. Even they're doing this without a striker. What they, they have a striker in theory, like Braithwaite and those guys, but they don't have an actual number Braith, nine. who? who, 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 yeah, who? <laughs> exactly. So, fo- uh, on a footballing tip, Barca should win La Liga. And on a spiritual, spectral level, probably Madrid, which is bad. This is bad news all around for Atletico. But, uh, all right. Oh, oh, okay, so, so, so you accept that Atletico are going to... So, first of all, you accept that Let's Go going to bottle the league. That's the first thing. So, I you accept that. I think it's more plausible than not oh, plausible. Dan, Dan, I don't think colloquialism. So, do, yes or no? Do you, do you believe that they're going to do you believe that they're going to bottle the league? Yes or no? It's a yes or no. Yes or no. If you have to choose, yes or no. There's a, a nuke to your head. Yes or no? Do they bottle the league? If there's a nuke to my head, there's a nuke to like millions of people's heads. There's um, a nuke specifically to your head. A tiny Yes or no? Yes. yes. Yes or no? Do they post- yeah, okay. okay, so yes. Now, yes, if they do it. end up bottling the league, what does it say about Simeone and Atletico Madrid? Ah, they were unlocking. Ah, it is what it is. I no one ever took them seriously. Or 
Jose Mourinho needs to be get, gotten out of the paint. I was quite confused in the Champions League where people were saying things to the extent of, you know, Atletico, they play different. They're playing better, sexy football. Then they play Chelsea and they kind of revert into like, oh, so this is the same Atletico that's always been. Um, so I was kind of caught in two minds of like, um, maybe I need to watch more of them in the league. But if what people were saying at the beginning of the season was true and Simeone has or was pressing different buttons and letting, you know, the Yao Felix and Carrascos and Saul's and uh, the Lamars and those players of the world. If he was pressing those buttons, then maybe you do give him time. But if he's just going to, when things get tough, revert to the same thing that hasn't worked in the past, except for, you know, one season, maybe it is worth it to see if there's anything new. But I think they're so wedded to him. You know, as you say, the most, uh, he's been there for over a decade now. And he's the highest paid manager in the world. He's not going to want to leave. You're paying me a million a week. Come on. We're going to keep that. So um, I was of the opinion that once you lose the second Champions League, it's probably time for to start something new. Like it's a time for a new project. No, yeah. I mean, my you got your league is... title in 20, what would it have been, 2014? Mm. So, and then you lose the Champions League final. It's probably time for something new. Like it's not going to get better than this, is it? Unless you actually go out and win the Champions League. So why not start a new project? But he, they've stuck, they stuck with him. So for me, they're going to do it again. They're going to keep going with him, because who else is better? I guess in their mind. No, for, no, for me, he has to. For me, my thing is about it is that he has to be sacked, man. They're never because I'm sack like, him. you're not, they're you're not, no, you're not no, taking no. the team forward at all. So they're never going to sack him. It, it will be up to him to leave. Because if if you once you sack him, you risk like breaking the relationship that I, I would assume they'd want to keep for the rest of time. He's their best ever manager, like greatest ever manager. Like you're not gonna sack your greatest ever manager. I think you're suffering from LS as well, man. <laughs> because the whole thing. Oh no, no, but you, no, no, no. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. How do you know how much better you you can be if you don't take some risks? Rather than just be like, oh no, he's the best. Why should we change? Now, if you change, you could be worse. But if you change, you could be better. Oh, no, no, no. So, like, so, when, so that tells the kind of character you have whether just to like, be happy. Ooh. No, when, when, when you said sorry, I was like, ooh, that's, that would be a good change. You know? Hmm. Like, I could see that happening. And I think that would be pretty good for them. You know, just 4-3-3. Four, four, three, three, this is how we play. Let's try to change some of these. Uh... Yeah, I think sorry's football would work quite well in Spain, if I'm honest. Um, let's try and change some of these tactics and systems and let's see if, you know, we can't play a, a better brand of football. I don't think it's going to beat Barcelona or Madrid, but this style of football isn't going to beat Barcelona or Madrid, except the one time that it did. So, all right. England. Chelsea lost to West Brom. Mm-hmm. Um, again? Did they lose earlier in the season? No, no, I think it was 3-3. Three three, okay, okay. I, th- I think I think it was three three. Where like um Lampard ball didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They went down ten men, Tiago Silva. Did he get a straight red or was that two yellow cards? I th- I think it was I sh- I think it was a straight red. Mm. I think it was I mean don't quote him, but I think when I saw it so he just he, he gave him a red because I, th- I think it was a straight red, bro. I think it was a straight red. <sighs> So, what did you what did you make of of Chelsea's misfortunes? Oh, I know what you made. I watched your video. <laughs> you went in on Timo Werner, Levo Lerner. 
Limo Len. I mean, Limo Len. <laughs> that's actually a pretty good name, but it's, it's a pretty good name. <laughs> Limo Len. Uh, you know, like dude. like this. I mean, this this team is so it's so, so, so it's it's such a weird team, man. Um, there is no excuse. You know what? You know what was funny? Like I was even thinking about it to my on my head when I was like walking like yesterday. You know, going on one of my power walks. I was like, Chelsea against West Brom, eleven v eleven. You'd say that is like seventy thirty in favor of Chelsea winning. Fourth place team, nineteenth place team, eleven v eleven. Mm-hmm. Now ten v eleven, you would say that's like sixty forty. Fifty fifty. No, it's not. Or well, ten, well, uh, well ten v eleven. Fourth against nineteenth. 60-40, or okay, when did it go fifth? Chelsea are still favorites because they are fourth West Brom and 19th. <laughs> so all because you go was <laughs> it? He did the... you know how Joe Budden goes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you did that little like oh, the like the post laugh. No, but there for me, look, there is no excuse to concede five goals because you're one man down. Because as the superior team, especially as a team who keep possession so well, as the stats would say, keep the ball. Keep hold of the ball and pick off this team by being the, the, the superior team. So you folding so badly and defending in such a clownish manner because you're one man down, Tuchel has to take some of that blame. Because, yeah, the players messed up and so forth, but Tuchel, you have to be able to say, all right, organize, be compact. Okay, look, man. Keep your structure. Keep your shape. What is the point of maintaining a back three system against West Brom? Why would you even implement that to start? Now, maybe you say there's a game against Porto. I don't want to change the continuity of the team because of the Champions League, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But once you go down ten men, you're gonna you're gonna take off Ziyech and put on Christensen to maintain a back three system. There's no outlet. You're just gonna invite the pressure from West Brom, and that's what happened. Just go, 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 go. I thought Tuchel was more of perhaps like a tinkerer. People kept saying, oh, he'll tailor the team to the one that he's playing. Why do you need five defenders on the pitch against West Brom for 19th? I don't understand why you need that. You don't need that. Mm-hmm. So why don't you play a different system? Maybe three midfielders or four two three one, or maybe you put two strikers on and you sacrifice one wait, of the... Wait, wait so wait. What I just you... don't understand... Wait, why? What did he start with? Five, two, three. So... I'm like, why do you need three defenders and two wingbacks against West Brom? And then once one of your center back goes off, don't replace him with another center back. Replace him with a forward player. Because you're going to need an outlet sooner rather than later. Because Chelsea should be able to keep the ball, as you say. Mm-hmm. But you add another center back, you you neuter yourself. So I, just, I didn't understand that that line of thinking. But maybe he was like ten men compact. We're, we're up one nil. Let's just keep it like it is. But you just invite West Brom, and once they got no, one, I, they were always going to keep going. Mm. It, no, no, but, it no, is, is that no? But my thing is like you know, um... hindsight's twenty twenty. So yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. It's like. They always say that it's very difficult to play against ten men because when you're 
when you're running your man down, your brain just forces you to be a lot more protective and economical whenever you have the ball. So because you know that, oh my gosh, we're a man down, every pass is therefore a bit more important and you, you're a lot more careful in the choices you make whenever you pass the ball. Mm. So it's really just did not because even when they went to Amanda, I was like, oh wow, this, this is gonna be but one zero up, you still felt that because the main thing you have to do when you're a man down is just keep hold of the ball, maintain the ball, and then pick off the opponent. But my thing about it is which is why you have to give credit to West Brom is West Brom were like, oh wow, like yes, we know that um we are a man up, but this is the Chelsea team that is far better than us. You see, see, and here's the other thing. Yes, they're better than us, but maybe some Allardyce is like saying that, okay, what's Werner going to do? Like, <laughs> these guys have... Yeah, so no, they are nine. So, so, yeah, they are nine. So, because, because Allardyce and Westman, so wait a minute, they've got Giro and Tammy not playing. Yeah. Even if we really attack, play a Highland and throw men forward, when they count and they give the ball to, to, to Werner, what the hell is he going to do? So can we discuss the miss that he had in the international break? Before that we, miss we we go there, forms Mount's goal. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Perfect, perfect. There is no striker with any shred of confidence who passes in that instance. And what he did there is why I would never, as a manager, I would never play him until he gets back his 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 confidence. You cannot have a striker who does that in that position. And 100%, you can see that Timo Werner has a bad mentality. Cristiano can go through five, six games not scoring. He'll keep shooting. He'll just keep on shooting. Hmm. Because he's because he has that kind of self-belief in himself that he'll he'll keep on going, keep on going. Like um watching ESPN FC, and they're talking about him with his horrible free kick rec- record. They say that Cristiano. He keeps on saying, no, 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 the next one I'll score. No, the next one I'll, I'll score. He hits the wall. No, no, no the next one I'll, I'll, I'll score. But for a Timo Werner, he doesn't believe he will score. So he's like, okay, yeah, I'm just in a very bad position now. And I think what is worse, he is buying into the crap statistics that people put online, which is that, oh, he has the most goal contributions in the team. So therefore, you're helping the, the, the team. The worst thing <laughs> you can be as a striker is where you are helping other people to score and you're pretty much like a like a playmaker or an assister. That's the worst thing because oh, in Firmino, any team, Benzema? no, no, I I clowned Benzema for it when he did that. Firmino was never presented as the goal scorer. True, he was never presented as the goal scorer. Timo Werner came in so Chelsea as twenty something goals each season, averaging 20, 25 goals each season for Real So he came in as this is a goal scorer. Firmino came in and this is a player. So if you're coming in here... He was trying to fix the goal-scoring problem. Yeah, there, there we go. There, see, see, now, now we're not the getting to the problem. The irony is too much. It's so, too much. So my thing is like... When... Because... like The fact that this guy stopped and passed the ball to Mason Mount, I was like... I, I, I got it, though. I understood. Because in his mind... The, the whole that whole week there's no He's way he clowned. was on Instagram there's no way he was on Twitter like he was just in a cocoon basically probably mm. because that miss against 
Oh, can we North just I pause because I can't believe the words that are about to come out of my mouth, but North Macedonia. Hey, I didn't know that was a country. Them. I thought Macedonia respect. was a country. I didn't know they had North Macedonia. I didn't know that existed until like a week ago. <laughs> to miss against North Macedonia. <laughs> the way that he missed. No, and, and so here's the thing. See. I understand why. Okay, I controlled it at least. But now hmm. shooting is a whole other thing. So, oh, mounts there. Let me just wait, 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 wear it and but, put the pressure on him. But did, did you see Nini's um, tweets? Uh, no. Trying oh, to explain the, the, the venomous about the miss, where like yeah. it was a bad pass. You see, that's what I said. See, Nini, I love you, man. Like Nini is my guy. Nini is my I guy. Nini, man, but I, like, I Nini him, is my. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I call him Nini QC instead of Nini <laughs> FC, like Queen's Counsel, because yeah, yeah. he he was trying to be a lawyer. <laughs> like, bro, like you cutting him way too yeah, much. Yeah, is like is that for me? Like, because I said, okay, let me just watch this again. Could Nini possibly? And I watched it again. And I was like, no. Because the whole I saw point, his point, but it's 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 not no, strong enough. No, like, no, 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 no. Basically, guilty, still guilty. the whole point of a striker is you judge the. It wasn't a bad pass. It wasn't a great pass. It wasn't a bad pass. So the pass was enough for you to time your own, readjust yourself, and at least make somewhat of a connection with, with the it. ball. You could work with it. Oh, it's, it very wasn't Like it wasn't too fast. It wasn't too too slow. There is there is you no excuse for you to miss. Yeah. Mishit it. There is no excuse for you to mishit it. That is, there's no excuse. The pass yeah, wasn't. I was like, I, away, I, no. And, and, and so, see, here's here's the thing. And this goes back to things with fans. Like, there, there there are two kinds of fans. There are fans who will find every excuse to support said player because he plays for their for their team. Mm-hmm. And we're like, no, no, because we're a family, we stick to, to together. We must always support guys, support guys. And there are fans like me who. Um, unless this player is going to give me like 1% of his earnings, <laughs> I don't owe him anything. So I'm going to be like, if it's bad, it's bad. Yeah. And for Simo Werner, it's nothing personal. Of course not. Why? I have no personal beef with him or, or grievance with him. So I'm just talking pure football. And in pure football, the guy's confidence is completely gone. Um, I don't know when it's going to be found a again. And I think that Tuchel is not doing him any favors by playing him again and again and again because this isn't Cristiano who he he will he will he will he will get back on form. He will. Yeah. You wanted to talk quickly about Mourinho's comments. So 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 they said that. So who is to blame for letting Leeds slip? Same coach, different player was Mourinho's response when BBC Radio Five live reporter Juliet Ferentin points out his teams are usually good at, at defending Leeds. So let me ask you this, Daniel Tillock. Wait, that's your name. <laughs> I just wasn't <laughs> expecting like government name. <laughs> um, well, well, that well, that's the name though, on your social. So, Mr. Tillock, um, do you feel this is a case of um, Mourinho throwing his players under the, the bus, and this is bad form from Jose Mourinho? Yes and no. Ooh. So the the yes it's bad form is generally speaking Mourinho has been a player coach in the sense of he takes most of the blame but when things get to a certain level and he feels cornered in terms of his own personal reputation he will kind of throw the he'll, he'll put the pressure back on the players instead of taking it on himself so let's say it's the first game of the season and the Jose Mourinho team loses a game that you don't think they should lose. 
he'll come out and say things like we controlled the game we played well uh we just didn't we, we weren't lucky maybe a, a refereeing result this way or that way something to that extent it, it the, the it's never the player's fault when things are okay then he'll switch tact <laughs> if things are going a little bit worse like maybe like late stage chelsea um manchester united perhaps even now when things start going sideways and you can't really keep saying you know we controlled the game we dominated we did this we did that we just didn't score woo, woo. now it's they betrayed my work all this kind of stuff because <laughs> the players mistakes are now ruining his reputation yes it's bad form that you're not kind of sticking true to generally how you operate which is taking the brunt of the media scrutiny but no because if it's the truth it's the truth he gets people accustomed to the lie generally speaking most of the problems created in any team basically not even Mourinho teams it's generally the players that are making the mistakes you know obviously we can have like kind of overarching uh, issues with what a manager does but if Thomas Tuchel decides we're going to play with the back three then you the players on the on the pitch need to be smart enough in order to recognize the situation and cope with it we could say why would you do that there were better options here there might have been a better option there but ultimately it's on the players to decide we're not going to make this tackle we're going to be more defensively resolute we're going to put away the chances that we get etc etc the manager then will get people accustomed to the lie that it's on me <laughs> it's not on the players and then once they decide uh, i think this has gone too far my reputation is a bit in the mud then they actually start telling the truth and it feels like whoa what are you doing you're like you're switching it up you're not supposed to be doing that so i guess that's where where Mourinho is right now where the results are going bad people are starting to question him on a more personal level and he's like well i can't let i can't let my reputation go too far so it's the players and i think that's where we are if they, if they start winning again and his reputation isn't as damaged Mm. then it's back to being my fault. I made some mistakes. I could have done a bit better. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> now, guys like Lampard, rookie managers, or just managers who are quite insecure in their position, they'll never put blame on themselves. It's always the players could do this, the players could do mm. that. And eventually that leads to schism or just fractures. Managers who are willing to put pressure on themselves or blame on themselves, I think that's it's a good thing, even if it's a lie. And they understand it's a lie. It's all psychology. The statement is right. It is what right. Should you say it? That's the <laughs> thing. Because what's what's it called? That's a sense that you, sh- you shouldn't always tell the truth. <laughs> you know, even if it is the truth. Yeah, I know it's the truth. But there is a time and place to tell the truth. There is a time when this is the wrong time to tell the truth. I'm like, well, no, but it's the truth. Yeah, I know it's the truth, but life is complicated you know and one plus one doesn't always equal two so you telling the the truth at a specific time could actually have an adverse reaction so my thing about it is i know Mourinho, especially if the people who are hearing the truth are used to the lie yeah no no but you see, you see i know Mourinho. I, I i know exactly what's going through his mind right now because he knows that this this has failed mm. and this has been an epic failure and Mourinho is a very prideful man, you know, and he will never, ever, ever buy into a narrative that he's finished or he's done. He'll 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 never do it. So 
he just wants to remind people about hey, 2010, 04, <laughs> Real Madrid. We I, I ran Pep out of, out of town and say, wait a minute, yeah, let's just don't don't forget what I've I've done. So this is a clear indication. I mean, we can talk about Tottenham and Levy and who they should have hired, but this is definitely a clear indication that this has failed. This hasn't worked. Tottenham and Mourinho have to go their separate ways this summer because I don't see this somehow rectifying itself because the Premier League Europe gets more competitive each year, more competitive each year. So it's going to become even much more difficult for Tottenham to win their elusive trophy. So, yeah. well, they have a final. No, oh, give me a break. Shh. And no, if if they win a final, I there think is no Daniel. No, they're not winning that. City are winning that trophy. I know. Sorry, I, I know what will happen. I'm saying if this happens, though, if if City lose more so than if Tottenham win, you'll find Mourinho back with the confidence again. Like, I brought a trophy, like I said I would, to this club. And then maybe he'll be less willing to throw the players under the bus. But as long as the players are making mistakes... See, this is the thing. Players always make mistakes. That's how goals happen. Goals are generally a mistake. A mistake happened. Even if you did something brilliant, like you scored a brilliant goal. If we trace it back, there was a mistake. So the manager could always say, my players could play better. You're not saying anything. That's not a revolutionary statement. Yeah, of course your players could play better. And there's never a perfect game. You could win the game 10-0. Somebody missed a chance for 11. Part of being a manager is balancing the psychology of your team. And sometimes that means you have to lie in the press. Now when you come out and tell the truth, it's a risk. So we'll see what happens. But maybe he thinks he can because he's kind of new there. You know? Like this is what? First full season? Mm -hmm. Maybe I can come out and say the truth this time. So let's see how... The pure truth. Let's see how that works. Does that spur them on? Does that create, oh, pun intended, does it do something adverse to them? Like, let's see what we have. Arsenal, Liverpool. I watched the last few minutes. I think it was nil-nil until it wasn't. Do we want to talk about Claude? Sure, man. man. Yeah, it was, it was sad news, although not totally unexpected, I think. Anybody who's been paying attention to that kind of fan YouTube space... Obviously, you have an appreciation for Claude, but there's always been kind of little things like, oh, he's, he, he went missing or there's something happening that we're not quite sure what, what's happened. You know how Twitter kills people prematurely. Mm. Um, so I think we all knew that there were perhaps mental health issues or just overt health issues. Um, and it's good to know that like nothing, there wasn't foul play in, in his passing. But when I heard the news, it was just like, wow. Actually, have you, did, do you do you remember this guy called Heavy D? Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember him on on Arsenal fan TV. Yeah, he the boom, boom. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah he, 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 well recently. he passed away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know if he didn't. He didn't have the. Oh no, 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 no! Claude, Claude was Claude super. Did, so. Yeah, he was super. Um, like so, when I heard it, I was like, "Wow!" Like, damn. But but I think there's a, there's a very sinister part to this, which I've been trying to fight, which is it just shows you how sick people are. Like people are saying that because Robbie didn't sort of um that he sort of just shunned shunned him away when that whole thing with the whole racist um Hung Min Son thing the happened. Thing, yeah, yeah, yeah DVD thing and people said, Oh no, Robbie, like you knew how what his mental state was, yeah, but you chose sponsorships over um people who helped you build the 
build the, the, the channel. I'm like, look at these clowns, man. First of all, you don't even know this. You don't know how he, he passed. That's the first thing. You don't even know that Robbie was still speaking to him. Is the second thing. And there is no way you can put this on Robbie, but it just shows how sick society is where they're just looking for someone to, to blame. We'll see. And Robbie yeah. is a very easy, easy target to say, oh yeah, it's you, it's you, it's you. So yeah. when things happen, people want an explanation. So you feel sad that this person that you loved from afar in a sense, like you loved their opinion, like you just loved their energy or whatever it was, they're gone now. So who took that from me? There must be an explanation. Robbie was probably the easiest outlet of like, oh, I know this happened in his life, so therefore, Y equals X. Mm. Y equals X. It, you know, one variable equals... Okay, easy, easy. Relax, else. relax, 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 relax. <laughs> so, you know when something crazy happens and people immediately reach for conspiracy theories? Mm. It's because the conspiracy theory helps explain something that you can't. And in the stupid and, man. And in that explanation, there's comfort. I have things perfectly mapped out. The world now makes sense again. But sometimes things just don't make sense. Or things can't be easily explained just to make you feel better. So who took away Claude from me is a more comfortable feeling than Claude's gone. In the first instance, you point that blame towards AFTV, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But um, I think that's just misguided sadness because you really don't want to just deal with like, damn, that person who I really appreciated, at least for me from afar, was like, because he was my favorite on AFTV. I think I said that many times, but um, no, no, I think no. I mean, my favorite was always tight, but yeah. he was definitely one of the many because, and the thing about it is. You appreciate someone with that when you meet them. It's like, oh wow, because when I met him, I like, know he really is what he is Did on TV. So, so is it for sure? Or just once or twice? Or I think might have been twice. Definitely once because he he did a show that we're doing during the whole fan park, fan park time. So we invited him to join us, and then because you know we we're all linked under the same umbrella, so he he did a show for us and so forth. So. I'm just speaking to him. I'm like, no, you know, no, this guy is, he's real. <laughs> this yeah. guy is real. And that's the sad so. part. Rest in peace. Um, yeah, man. Rest in peace. Condolences to the family, obviously. And um, yeah, man, so leave Robbie alone. All right. Will Juventus make top four? It's, yes. It's closer than you might think. Because people were talking about uh, 10 in a row. Now it's a bit <laughs> hairy in terms of like Champions League spots. We have Inter Milan at 68, Milan at 60, Atalanta 58. Juve and Napoli are tied on 56 points each. And they play in two days. Yeah, Wednesday. If Napoli beat Juventus, Juve are fifth. And it's annoying. It's 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 on freaking Wednesday nights, man. So who the heck is going to watch that? I, I think because of the whole fixture congestion. Because this was a game that was... Remember, this was the whole COVID game. Ah, where they gave the three the points to Juventus. Yes. Yeah, this is the rescheduled one. So gotcha. I suppose this was the only day that they, they could have... Put it in, so... But yeah, Ironically, man, it's like... Juve should be playing. Or maybe Tuesday they'd be playing. But yeah, this game yeah. shouldn't be existing. Yeah, 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 Porto. yeah. <laughs> So it should be scheduled for a different date. But they're like, oh, so you lost to Porto? So when you should be playing, we will schedule, we will well, schedule you know, Napoli. Because if they're going through, you'd probably... It would be Juve against Chelsea on Wednesday. If, let's say, they were in the... In, if they were FC Porto's ball, it'd be Juve against Chelsea. Well, if you let other people tell it, the draws aren't real. So if Juve's in it, 
then UEFA would have made one ball hot, one ball cold. Oh, yeah, who, oh, yeah, yeah. Who yeah, knows yeah. what could have happened <laughs> because they're not really random. You know, I'm startled still by the arrogance that you have that just this guy just he, he wasn't a coach. And then you no, made no, him a coach. Do you know what annoys me? Because I am such a huge PLO fan. That, that too. That too. And also, like, because you see, for me, like, let's, okay, okay, let's just keep it real. I was never a massive fan of Lampard as a player. I never was. So for me, it was very easy for me to clown him. So my thing is that because I was such a massive fan of Pielo as a a player, it pains me seeing him look like this guy looks, looks clueless. Because when whenever the camera just goes to him, when he's losing, I'm like, this guy just looks like if he has no flipping clue what the (laughs) heck he's doing. I'm like, you can't do my man like this, man. You know? (laughs) But yeah, just whenever I look at when I this UV season is just wow, they actually tried that. And that's mostly my my point. Like we could go into the deeper critiques of, you know, the tactics and uh player injuries and what's happened with Dybala and all this kind of stuff. We could go into that. But the more pressing issue is just they actually thought this idea would work. Cause you're not thinking we're going to challenge for top four. They're obviously thinking this is 10 in a row. Like we want yeah, yeah. 10 in a row. Pirlo's going to be the guy. It's going to be great on the photo shoots. Like they're not thinking this season's going to be a struggle, but in one sense, you got to blame Juve. In another, Inter Milan are doing work. By the way, have you, seen, have, you, have you seen their new logo? Cool. I like it. That thing is yep. disgusting. No, it's good. No, it... I am. I'm, no. Compare that to Juventus, man. Juventus again. That's... I don't like that one either. Like, I don't know why. We, why? Why would you change? So you're saying that it's it's worse than the previous one that they had. Inter. Yeah. Oh, it's dreadful. It's far worse. What they they should go back to the one that they had like late '90s with like Ronaldo. You know, you know. I'm 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 looking at these ones now. The one that they had, I'm like, what? What is that? I see What's... an F, an M, an I, a C. This one is like boom. I I can see the I, I can see the M. Nice little combination between both of them. Simple striking, boom, roll. Yeah, but the I don't like the the they changed the blue. I don't like the blue that they picked. Mm. It's more like a Chelsea kind of blue, whereas Inter Milan is more like a. It's it's not as blue. There's like a bit of gray in it. So yeah, they changed the colors. I don't I don't like that. If you look at the the Inter Milan, like maybe late nineties. Like 99, 98, 99. I think that was their best, their best. But Inter changes their logo so often, it feels like. Like when I went back and I looked at their history, I was like, wow. So they change it periodically like this every so often. So, um, yeah, but Juve's, I don't. Oh, no, I don't, no, no. Juve's is, no, no, no. I don't I, understand I don't know what it. Like, I understand the, con- the, the conception, I suppose, or like the mm. idea of like you have like a J that's kind of not there, but it's there. No, but, but do you know what really annoys me? But no. So whenever I'm, I'm I'm doing like editing, like pre-match or post-match. And you want to go, be- you have to use that logo instead of Yeah, I, and, and because it's just a black J, it's hard for it to show. So I've got to pretty much either have like a white background or look for an image where, where, where there's, like, there's, there's a white background beneath it because it doesn't show up because it's just a black J, <laughs> you know. What do you think the future holds for Erling Haaland considering the news that we got? With his uh, Spanish trip, let's 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 break it all down, Daniel. It's very unlikely Dortmund will 
get top four. And I feel, and I believe they will fail to get top four. So Haaland now has a decision to make. Are you happy while you're on a good scoring run and you're one of the hottest strikers out there to sit out for a year not being in the Champions League and playing in Europa? Nope. Or are you like, you know what? I know I'm 20 and I'm young. Let me make the, the, the move. I remember, here's the thing. You don't need to make that move to Real Madrid, but you do need to make the move. A, a, you need to make a move. Because for, because for me, like, he made a great move going to Dortmund instead of Man United. You know, because Dortmund was the perfect place for a 19, 20-year-old to go to to develop here. So, because, you see, it, the perfect scenario is Dortmund are still in the Champions League. And I say, you know what? Let me give myself a year. This seems good. Let, let me keep going. You know, I'm, I, I work well with Sancho. I work well with, with the team. But it's like, not in the Champions League, not really... In the big main European market, he'll, he'll probably say to, to, to his dad, Alf Engel, that yo, Alf, man, Mino, <laughs> let's, 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 we, we need to jump. And the difficulty is who do you jump to? Who do you jump to? Because you have to go to a team where you are guaranteed to be the starting striker and the team that works for you. Real Madrid, nope. if Zidane is there, his child is still playing and his child is still starting. <laughs> now, unless you can convince him to to move his child in as a number 10 or as a defense role, then boom. But that's that, that, that's, that's going to be an issue. If Sudan is still manager, that would be an issue. Barcelona, you will be the starting striker and that is a chance for you to play with Messi. And maybe it could be a case of um, Kuman slightly rejigging the team to maybe suits the characteristics of Haaland. Less passing, less one-touch, and retry and maybe play more di- direct passes to him. Yeah. Um, Pep is a liar. He says that City can't <laughs> afford him, which is a lie. You know, so um, my issue with City is that I don't think he fits the way that City played. I don't think he's a Pep Guardiola type striker. Chelsea... Is another good option, but <laughs> table is looking pretty interesting, bro. Yeah, <laughs> so Chelsea, I think for Holland, Chelsea, Chelsea will have to make top four. Hundred percent, yes. Because if Chelsea don't make top four, then no, that's that 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 isn't a destination. If they do make top four, that's that's a consideration because Chelsea is like, okay, three four years here, see what happens here, and four years I can twenty five twenty six Real. What are you saying? Hmm. Because I think it's 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 too early to to go to Real Madrid now. It's too early. Something in my mind is like he's going to City, and that's why you would announce that Aguero is going because you already have a plan of who's next. But there's only really one guy who you would want that's next. It must be Haaland. It just it makes too much sense. And the fact I think his dad used to play there, mm. so everything just makes sense. Um, but obviously money talks. Shout out Chris Tucker. So, um, that's a good movie by the way. Wait, did um, Brett Ratner direct that? Uh, perhaps it's the one with Charlie Sheen. PSG played Bayern. I don't think Neymar's injured, but there are a lot of other people who are injured. So obviously we have Lewandowski out, Verratti's out. Are those your two favorite players on each team? <laughs> Why are you such a jinx? Explain. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. If you didn't rep Verratti, he'd be. <laughs> No, no, but, but no, but it it, it is. It, no, I I think I do find it's quite worrying how 
guys that I sort of rep and I, and I root for that just end up being dumb. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, why? What is this? It's so just, just quick, because obviously there's no real point to break these down. Mm. By the time people hear it, the games are probably already started. Yeah. So, um, I think Bayern have the edge. I think the loss of Arati will harm PSG more than the loss of Lewandowski will harm Bayern Munich. So I think close game. Tight game, but I think Bayern have the slight edge, you know. So, I, so yeah. what I saw from PSG against Lille wasn't so good. It's quite conditional on how good Mbappe and Neymar are, because the midfield is going to be dominated by Bayern. Mm. So, when PSG get the ball in the areas that can damage Bayern, how effective are they in those moments? If they can get a goal or two then fine, because Bayern are going to get their goals. So PSG just need to make sure it's not too far um, of a task by the time we get to the to the second leg. So that's what I'll be looking at. The midfield battle, how effective are Mbappe and Neymar when they get the chances. Madrid-Liverpool. Something just tells that Liverpool are ready. Mm. And something just tells that... Because there, there's so many different battles. There's the Vinicius-Trent battle. There's... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Just I never thought like Vinicius and Trent <laughs> would be in a battle, but I guess yeah they are. No, no, no. So, so, so there's I mean there's, there's that there's what are they going to do with Benzema? How what effects will Jota have? What effects will Fabinho have? What, what effects will the Real Madrid midfield have? But I just feel that Liverpool are going to cause Real Madrid probably more issues than Real will cause Liverpool. But for me, I just think it's a it's all set to be a really great game and I, and hopefully two really good, good games because I just think that how both teams play, the uh, philosophies, it's, it's going to breed an open game with several opportunities. You know, um, Kutwa, I think, is one of the best 1v1 keepers out there. How is he going to do up against Salah, Jota? Um, how influential can Benzema be? Do we see good Vinicius or bad Vinicius? But I feel Liverpool have the edge in this time. You know, I think Liverpool have the slight edge. Dortmund are going to get levitated. <laughs> and Chelsea Porto. Chelsea Porto have got to be very careful, man. I think, well, see, in this, this is this for me could be the definitive game in the whole tie because. Tarumi and um, Oliveira are missing from FC Porto. So Chelsea, if Chelsea don't win this, I think Porto have a very, very good chance of, you know, knocking them out. So I think this is going to be a very, very tight game. This game will not be open. This will probably be the the least exciting of all the four games. Um, but yeah, man, I, 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 very tight game. Could go even go into extra time of penalties. Is, it, what, is this via email? Good point. Follow us on Twitter, and uh, the tweet goes out sometime on Monday. <laughs> it might be just before we record. It might be early in the morning. It's basically whenever I remember to put it out. Um, all right. There was an April Fool's tweet that stated in the English football leagues, teams would only be able to change, would only be able to change or sack managers twice in the season, in January and summer. If this was actually to be implemented, do you think this would be a good idea? What are the benefits and negatives from just call me Teza? So, do you think managers should have like a manager transfer window, essentially, or do you think they should no. be able to be sacked anytime? Anytime. That I is. I like the idea of a manager transfer window. No, 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 no. It makes that... you stick. You're stuck with them. 
oh. to make it work. Oh, okay. So we're, so we're stuck losing game after game after game after game. And let's say the manager has fallen out with the players. You're stuck with Timo Werner for like six months if you don't it's want different. to. It's different. It's different. A manager's influence is different from a player's. Put it this way. A player who's like a bad egg, you can just put him into the reserves. Oh, you're causing rift with the dressing room? Go, out, go on to the reserves. You're out of it. A manager causing a rift? And what do you do? You can't send the managers for the reserves. So, so you're pretty much screwed. So the times we're like, no, no, this is bad for the team. Is there their dressing room issues? He's lost the, the, the dressing room. We need a different direction and we need one now. So for a player, you can remove a player out of this situation. You can remove a manager out of this situation if you do a manager transfer window. So no, it's not a good idea. From FBPE, Jax365. Is it wrong to think that Alfonso Davies is a better talent than any of the U.S. young talented players? If not, where would you rank him? So, young U.S. talented players. We're looking at Winston McKenney. We're looking at Pulisic. Dest. I guess. So Giorena. Giorena. Do you think Alfonso Davies is a better talent? Um, I think right now he's a better player. I don't think he's a better talent than like what I've seen from the highlights of Reyna. Pulisic is a bit odd. I think they're about even in terms of how I see their careers panning out. Just like, you know, solid European players. No, no, Alfonso Davis, I think is the guy's up there, man. The guy's up there. In terms of just talent in that kind of North American era, the guy's up. The guy is top to top, top How does he refine his game? Because obviously... He's young, bro. He's still very young, Exactly. So Fleck looks at him like he's just really fast. Fleck. Did he say Fleck? Flick? Fleck? Yeah, Flick, Flick. Flick, Fleck, Fluck. Hansi obviously looked at him and he's like, ah, this guy's fast. So let me just put him at left back. Obviously because of the center back situation they had, Alaba had to play center back. So Alfonso Davies at, at left back, even though he was a winger. Let's try him there and let's see what happens. It works, but how do you develop from there? Like how do you how do you develop your thinking of the game, your technique, etc.? That's That's the next step, man. Since the U scored the winning goal <laughs> for us, we now are one point away from league leaders at Let's Go. Can we win the league? Also, quick El Clasico prediction for Saturday. Um, oh, we, it's the Saturday. We already talked about can Atletico win the league, but this is a good reminder that Madrid and Barcelona play this weekend or next weekend. Um, what do you think? Oh, well, Madrid and Barcelona. Yeah, quick classical prediction. <laughs> I want to see what Madrid do against uh, Liverpool. And then I can make an assessment. 2-2. Okay. Via the Daniel to look. I don't know why the Daniel to look, but all right. Only goals matter for strike evaluation rule. Vardy is better than Drogba. Is this true? It's not. (laughs) Or does he have to amend his statement? He does. (laughs) I never said only goals matter for strike evaluation. Gowan... Try, oh, shout out Damian Perez for the analytical thing. Um, Gowan made something of an argument of like uh, assists for strikers matter. And I was like, maybe you can make that argument, but strikers are ultimately judged on goals that they score. They're not judged by the assists that they get. Now, this isn't to say you are summarily judged by goals. Other things come into it. I guess half hope is the best to explain that. It's not how many you score, it's when you score. Like that kind of subjective measure is placed inside of the math if you want it to be. 
but yeah, I don't. I never say only goals matter for striker evaluation. I'm just saying an assist does not register as high in that evaluation as a goal, and yeah. it's almost negligible to the point where you could say I don't care about how many assists my striker gets. I care about how many goals you score, and inside of that, your overall game, not just looking at assist numbers. Yeah, I wouldn't say I've said only goals matter. If I have said that, then okay, fine. I I, I will amend it. But I don't feel like I've ever said that. I wouldn't say only goals matter for strike. I wouldn't say that because that's too absolute and I don't talk like that. You know how you try to hold on to a fish? That's how I try to make my arguments, man. Oh, because a fish is like slippery. Yeah, like you never say absolute. It's why I get annoyed sometimes when you're like, give me a yes or no answer. I'm like I'm trying my best to say what I'm trying to say <laughs> without saying yes or no. He's like, give me a yes or no answer. I don't have those. You're the one with those. You're the one with those. And that's why people clip you of you saying, this this guy's a dead brick because he was a brick that day. Yeah. And, and then the next week, he's not necessarily a brick. That's why I like because Because people improve. Yeah. People evolve and people devolve. Oh. <laughs> uh, I was listening to a Malcolm, not Malcolm, it was a, a Martin Luther King speech yesterday. Mm. And he said something of like, time is not... I don't know. I'll send it to you. I, I need to find the quote because, like, obviously he said it way better than I can repeat it. So, anyway, this has been the Talking Tactics Podcast. We appreciate you guys. Thank you guys for your questions. Everybody be happy. Watch your Champions League matches. Um, figure out how you're going to watch two games at once. Mm. Send the send the links if you have the links. Um, <laughs> Wait, are we not supposed to say that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Who cares? What links to what? I could be talking about sausage links. Any kind of links. So, um, yeah. Shout out to people on Patreon. Remember to help us out. Check us out on Twitter. Check us out on Spotify. All that good stuff. Half of where can people get you? Halfoffootballhot.com. His link is in the description as well. Check out his website. Big up, Carl. Um, Big up. Talking Tactics Podcast. Sometimes funny, sometimes serious. Always football. Indeed. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.